Hello and welcome to The Gathering Place. I'm Pastor John Ortiz. It is great to have you join us this evening. Happy New Year. As we end one year and enter into a new year, my, my, what God has done and what he is going to do. It's a, it's a great time to celebrate the goodness of of the Lord. And we're so glad to have you join us. Why don't you share this broadcast with your family, your friends, text someone, tell someone that we are live right now from the gathering place. Let them know you're watching, gather your family around the TV, around your computer, and we're going to have a great time in the Lord. Again, thank you so much for being a part of tonight's broadcast. If this is your first time to connect with us, I would love to send you a gift in the mail. All you have to do is text the word connect to 409-230-0103. We would love to connect with you this week. Again, thank you so much for watching. Well, tonight we're going to present to you a lot of great encouragers, prophetic voices, apostolic voices that are going to speak the word of the Lord, that's going to speak an encouraging word into your life, into your spirit. So get ready to receive what God has for you tonight. But before we get started this evening, I want to kind of explain to you what uh, this gathering is about. This gathering, this online gathering, is, is the Lord spoke to me a few weeks ago, and he said two words. He said, forward together. And he immediately brought me to Philippians chapter 3, verses 5 through 16. And I'm going to read this scripture uh, from the Passion Translation. And it begins like this. Verse 5 says, says now speaking of uh, Apostle Paul, it says, I was born a true Hebrew of the heritage of Israel as the son of a Jewish man from the tribe of Benjamin. I was circumcised eight days after my birth and was raised in the strict tradition of Orthodox Judaism living a separated and devoted life as a Pharisee. And concerning the righteousness of the Torah, no one surpassed me, and I was without a peer. Furthermore, as a fiery defender of the truth, I persecuted the Messianic believers with religious zeal. Yet all of the accomplishments that I once took credit for, I've now forsaken them, and I regard it all as nothing compared to the delight of experiencing Jesus Christ as my Lord. Verse number eight says, to truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. It's all like a pile of manure to me now so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embrace him as Lord in all of his greatness. My passion, in verse 9, says, My passion is to be consumed with him and not clinging to my own righteousness based in keeping the written law. My righteousness will be his based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, the very righteousness that comes from God. And I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus more fully and to experience, listen to this, and to experience the overflowing power of his resurrection working in me. I will be one with him in his sufferings and I will be one with him in his death. Verse 11, and only then will I be able to experience complete oneness with him in his resurrection from the realm of death. 
Let's continue reading verse 12. It says, and I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. But listen to this. I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. Why don't you grab your highlighter and just highlight, I run with passion into his abundance. And why why, why are you going to run with passion? Why? Because he wants you to fulfill and to discover all that he has for you. Let's look at verse 13. And it says this, and this is, this is so good. It says, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. And verse 16, and here's what gripped my spirit. Verse 16, and let us all advance together to reach this victory prize, following one path with one passion. That's why I'm gathering apostolic and prophetic voices tonight to speak into your spirit, to encourage you, to empower you, to equip you, because we have to, as the body of Christ, it is Now is the time to advance together, to put together our selfish desires and our selfish ways and begin to focus on one passion, on one person, the person of Jesus Christ. It's time to put away our political differences. It's time to put away our religious uh, uh, beliefs and our religious traditions and say, Father, move in this nation. Move in my church. Move in my business. Move in my family. And the only way, ladies and gentlemen, that you and I can experience an outpouring of God's Holy Spirit in this uh, nation, in our families, in our community, is when we come together as the body of Christ and we unite. Unity is the most important thing right now in this nation. And so tonight I want to encourage you to put to death uh, uh, the, the uh, offenses and put to death uh, 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 thinking that's not like God. Get rid of your stinking thinking. Get rid of the offense. Get rid of those things, those hurtful uh, uh, words that people have spoken over you. Those, those, everything that happened in 2020, just forget it. Just forget it. Focus on God. Focus on the Lord. Make him your focus tonight. And let him touch you tonight. Just let him touch you. The spirit of God is already moving right now in your home, in the hospital room, in the hotel, in your car. God's moving right there. And if you'll just begin to tap into the supernatural flow, you'll begin to receive his love. You'll begin to receive his peace. You'll receive that healing that you need in your body. Surrender. 
yield to the Holy Ghost right where you are, right where you are. You can end 2020 better than you entered into. Just yield to the Holy Spirit. It says here in Philippians 3, it says that we can't do this without the anointing. My Bible says that the anointing destroys every yoke. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. And again, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It says this, we look away. We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus. So before we end 2020 and before we enter into a new year, we're going to do what Hebrews says here. We're going to look away from the natural realm and we're going to fasten our gaze onto Jesus. It continues and says, who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. Tonight, I believe that you're here at the right time, at the right place to get a word from God that can change your life, that can change your entire year. But first, before we go into the new year, I want you to to forget about the past. Forget about all those things. Forget about what happened and what didn't happen, who said what and who didn't say anything, who wore a mask and who didn't. Forget about all that. And put your focus on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And before we even before we even listen to these amazing speakers and before we start prophesying and before we even go that route, I, I want to take a moment. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you because the Spirit of God is moving right now. Why don't you just lift your hands for just a moment as I pray. Father, I thank you for each person watching. I thank you, Lord, that you brought them to this place tonight to hear a word from you, to, to, to get new direction, to receive strategy, to hear insight on how to move their life to the next level. Father, you said it's time to unite. You said it's time to come together in order to move forward. And so tonight we unite. We unite by the Spirit and we say, Father, move in this nation, move in our hearts, move in our families, move in our lives. We can't do this without you. Father, we repent for disobeying. We repent for saying what we've said. We repent for the things that we did last year that weren't uh, 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 you you didn't call us to do. We repent for everything, Father, that we have fallen short of. And we ask you to forgive us. And Father, as we move into this new year, we're not taking the offense. We're not taking uh, the disease. We're not taking uh, anything into the new year that isn't approved by you. So, Father, we thank you. We pray for those that are watching. Father, let your favor, let your glory, let your presence, let your power fill that room right where they are. And, Father, we'll thank you for it. We bless you. We honor you tonight. Have your way this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, listen, before we start having these amazing speakers come and bless you, again, I want to invite you to connect with us. If, if you need prayer, all you have to do is text the word CONNECT to 409-230-0103, and we're going to pray for you tonight because you know what? Jesus is king, and he loves you and wants to uh, uh, celebrate you, wants to, wants to fill you with his peace and fill you with his love. Tonight is your night to get what you need from the Holy Spirit. Now, right now, we're going to have some amazing speakers come and bless you. 
throughout tonight's broadcast. If you need prayer, just put your prayer request in the comments or send us a message if you're on Facebook. If you're watching on our website, you can email us at connect at tgp.church and we'd love to pray for you. Hi, my name is Richard. I'm pastor over a church in Louisiana. And I thank you for the opportunity to come and uh, to share with you tonight. Um, listen, I've just got a couple things I want to share with you, but I, I want to go to Deuteronomy chapter 2, uh, verse 1. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 1. L listen to this. It says, Then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness of the way of the Red Sea. And the Lord spoke to me, and we skirted Mount Seir for many days. And the Lord spoke to me, saying, You have skirted this mountain long enough. Turn northward and command the people, saying, You are about to pass through the territory of your brethren, the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir, and they will be afraid of you. Therefore, watch yourselves carefully. Do not meddle with them, for I will not give you any of their land, no, not so much as one footstep, because I have given Mount Seir to Esau as a possession. You shall buy food from them with money that you may eat. You shall also buy water from them with money that you may drink. For the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hand. He knows your trudging through the great wilderness. These 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you and you have lacked nothing. Listen, this has been a very interesting year. And in this right here in verse 7, it says the word trudging. This is the, the New King James. Trudge is to walk slowly with heavy steps, typically because of exhaustion or harsh conditions. Exhaustion or harsh conditions. Can I get an amen on that? This year has been a year of drudge, trudge, exhaustion, harsh conditions. But, but it's something, though, that they learned from. And I, I know you're just as excited as I am about getting into the year 2021. I got to type out that, that uh, year the other day doing something in our church bulletin here, and I was so excited that I finally got to put 2021. But here's something I know, I, uh, Pastor John, I've shared with you in the past. I don't want to come out of the year 2020 and not have learned anything. I, I don't know about how you feel about this, but in, in my life, everything my God allows me to go through is, is a lesson I can learn. Everything that he allows me to go through is something that will help me be a better person. And I don't want to walk out of this. And, and again, Pastor John, you know I've told you this. I do not want to walk out of this year and have learned nothing. Listen to me. This year, the things that you have gone through, the things that I have gone through, they're changing us. They are preparing us. They are even refining us to be more like God. The way He wants us to be. He wants us to be loving and caring. And, and, and it's, it's, it's everything that we can do to become more like Him. So I believe we need to look back at 2020. I know you want to get out of it as much as I do, but we need to look back at it as well. The, coming up here shortly, I'm going to be preaching a message called Hindsight 2020, which I really believe hindsight is better than 2020. But we must look back. We must see what God has been doing. Because what I don't want to do is I don't want to hear my father tell me, go around the mountain again. Enough things didn't die out of you. I've watched this year as I've, as I've sat back and just kind of looked around the nation and around my area here with church leaders. And one of the things that I've noticed is, is there's people that have had great platforms and 
their voices were not being listened to anymore because I, I, I do believe there's some of them that, that were speaking out of their own, their own interests, their own opinions, and not necessarily the, the opinions and purposes of God, right? Uh, and I know I use the word opinions of God, but just, just understand what I'm telling you. I've watched many what I would call mature believers. They have walked away from the faith. They have committed sins that are just crazy. And, and I've watched these people... They've just, I don't know, they've lost the, the trust in the Father. I've watched pastors that lead churches, good-sized churches, walk away from it. Uh, there's, there's been suicides. There's been all these things because of the pressures and, and all of the, the, this, the things that people are putting upon us as leaders. And we need to be careful with that. We need to be careful with that. So let's learn our lessons so that we can move forward. Let's learn what God is trying to show us in this season. Now, I want to encourage you with this. So, so watch, watch what God was doing. Here very on in this, in this COVID virus, God began to speak to me on some things, and, and I began to share that with our leaders. And I ran across a Facebook post, and, and I'm trying to be quick because I, I know I only have a certain amount of time, and Pastor John has told us, take all the time we need, but you know, you don't want to tell a bunch of preachers, take all the time you need. We'll be here till tomorrow, and uh, I don't want to do that to you. I, I want to speak to you what I believe God wants me to give you. I ran across a Facebook post, and it said this. I made a poster out of it and actually put it here at my church. I spoke to a, a homeless man tonight and asked him how all the online services have been blessing him. And he said, huh. Listen, God has called us to reach the lost and hurting of this world. The Great Commission, the commandment, as I like to call it, is to go out and reach the world. And, and right now, we need the body of Christ to do that more than ever. And it is not as difficult as you think it is. It is not as hard and it is not as impossible as it may seem like. It's time we as the believers and especially the leaders of God stand up and be counted. Because God has called you for a purpose. He has ordained you. He has put his spirit inside of you. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells inside me and you. And we can overcome anything in his name. You have a purpose and in this season, I have watched men and women of God hide. Yes, this virus is real. Yes, there are people that have died from it. But as leaders, we would go out on a mission field knowing that we may die. As we go into a foreign country, we smuggle Bibles into a place where they need to hear the gospel. But yet we won't go out and try to help a homeless person in our own community by the fear we may get a sickness. We, we've, we've got to stop juggling this thing and see it for what it is. God has never stopped calling you to reach your community. If you're a leader, you need to get up and lead. You need to get up and lead. God is going to take care of you. He's going to watch over you. Do I know leaders that have gotten sick? Yes. Do I know leaders that have died from this? Yes. But it's, to me, I don't see it any different because if I was going to a foreign country being a missionary, trying to do the work of God. So let me, let me move on to this. So this is what happened. During this season, our church has grown. Yes, we closed our doors for a season. We had to do parking lot. We've had to do all of these things. But we adapted through it all. And throughout this time, we passed out business cards, just little business cards on how to watch us live and also a phone number to call. We, we set up a voicemail here at our church. And we had people call in for prayer requests. We'd call them back. We, we just began to reach our community. Why did we do that? Because I felt that's what God wanted us to do. Most of the churches in our community closed down, and there's some that have yet to open. And, and where's the church at in this season? Well, pastor, we've never gone through this. I, listen, I'm the first one to tell you, I've only been a senior pastor for three years. 
I, I understand, and I can tell you some things that I've been through in my three years. Our church got hit by a tornado, half a million dollars of damage, and and we, you know, we've had all kind of things that have gone in just my three short years of being a senior pastor. And I'm not in a big church. Don't think this is a big church. I'm the only full-time person at the church, and I have a secretary. We, we were about 30 people when COVID started. Now we're doing 70 to 80 a service, and we're still being safe. We're still doing all the things we can. We're still reaching our community. How did we do that? Because we purposed in ourselves that we're going to follow the commission of God. We're going to do what God has called us to do, and we will never fall back on what we just need to get back in our building. Listen. God didn't call you to build a building. He called you to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, which is to build the church of the living God. Go out and be the leader. Go out and, and do the work God has called you to do. I, I know so many, many leaders that you know we, we want to fall back on, oh, well, God has only called me to, to be a prophet or apostle or this or that. Can I tell you that I've never seen anyone discipled by a prophetic word? Yes, a prophetic word can turn their life around. Yes, a prophetic word is very important. Listen, God uses me to prophesy from time to time. I am not belittling that. But what I'm saying is, is even at this season, even the prophets need to go out and find somebody and disciple. Because here's the thing. The word of God is what's going to help these people get through. The word of God is what's going to help them. Not just a prophetic word. A prophetic word with the word of God on top of it. Disciple people. Well, how do we disciple people when we can't meet and we can't do things? Well, if you get into the Word of God, you see in the first century church, they became complacent. I'm not saying that this sickness started because the church was complacent. I'm not, I'm not being a judge. I'm not condemning. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just showing you a picture to encourage you today. The first century church, what happened? They became complacent. Persecution came. They were scattered. When they were scattered, how did they have church? Were they allowed to, to meet in the synagogues? No. They figured out another way. They adapted and overcame because God gave them the plans. The first missionaries to go into these foreign countries, knowing they could be killed if they were, they were caught. How did they have churches? How have they planted so many churches and done so many things under the radar? They adapted and they overcame. Listen to me, believer. Look at me closely here tonight. God did not call you to build a big building. A big building is used for discipling people. It's a place to worship. It's a place to come together. During this season, what if we never get to step foot in our buildings again? What if things change and we don't even get this anymore? We no longer have a word in us. We need to pour into people one-on-one -on -one if necessary, out on the streets, wherever it is, take an opportunity to minister to someone. Share the love of Christ with them prophesy into their life, decree and declare over your communities. Why? Because God has called you to change your community. Why do you think he sent you to that community? I firm believe that, that when God brings a minister to a community, he knits their hearts together. It's not about building a church. It's about changing a community for his glory. And it's something that makes him smile. So listen, you can grow through this season Find out what it is God's been trying to teach you because he wants you to be more like Jesus today than you were yesterday. And if you go through the year 2020 and say, I've learned nothing about me and God didn't reveal anything to me about what's wrong in my life, brother or sister, we need to pray for you. I believe God wants us to change. But God wants us also to bring hope to a dying world let me pray for you tonight. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I am speaking right now into the lives of men and women that are leaders and that are a part of the body. 
And Father, I speak right now life into them. Wisdom straight from your throne, Father. Lord, the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells inside of us, and I pray that it would rise up. The fire of God would burn again. Lord, give us a heart to reach a dying and lost world, not just build a building. Give us connections into our community that we've never had before. And Lord, as I pray so many times here in my own community, every church that is discipling through the truth of the Word of God, every church that is doing the work of the ministry, I pray that the fire of God would fall and revival would happen. Encourage these people tonight, Lord. I speak encouragement into them right now. Put people in their path, divine connections, divine connections in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that they would be able to connect with people that would encourage them, that may share the visions you have given, Lord, on how we're going to reach a world that we can't even go out and touch. Give us those things, God. Give them to us. And we ask them all in Jesus' mighty name. Listen, I love you and I thank you. Look, if you if you want to contact me and ask me any questions, I'm, I'm just a pastor of a, a small rural community church just loving on people. And you can get in touch with Pastor John and he'll, he'll make sure he gets in touch with me. I've known him for many years. He's gonna make a great man of God. Pastor John, here you go. I love you. Thank you. Hey, Happy New Year's, friends. Um, thank you, Pastor John, first off, for having me. My name is Susan Richardson with Love Never Fails Ministries. I'm so excited to be a part of what God's doing with this broadcast. Um, I'm just going to jump right in and tell you what the Lord's been speaking to me for 2021. Wow, can you believe we're headed into 2021? Um, I'm going to tell you what, 2020 was uh, hard for a lot of people. But one of the things that the Lord has been continually speaking to me about this new year is He said, Susan, I am a God of justice. And the other day as I was praying, I was praying Isaiah 61.8. And Isaiah 61.8 says, For I, the Lord, love justice. God loves justice. And he says, I hate robbery and wrong. I will faithfully give them their recompense. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them. You know, as I was praying into this scripture, and I was praying, I was like, yes, Lord. Because one of the things that I have been talking to the Lord about since we've been dealing with this COVID is I've been saying, God... I said, because I don't know about you, but this stuff's made me upset. It's made me mad. And it's been a righteous indignation uh, on my heart for all the stuff and all the people who have hurt, have been hurt by this COVID-19 thing and all the things that have been stolen from the people of God. And I have been praying and I said, God, I want to see your recompense. You know, when the thief is found out, he must pay back seven times or sevenfold that which he has stolen. And one of the things I was praying about was I was praying this scripture. I was reminding God that, God, you're a God of justice. In fact, Psalms 89, 14 says that righteousness and justice are the very foundation of God. God's throne. And I was like, you know, God, if you sit on a throne that, that is literally founded on righteousness and justice, that means you're going to make everything right that's wrong in our lives, and you're going to bring justice for every injustice done. So I was praying, and I was talking to the Lord, and I said, you know, God, I want recompense because you are a God of justice. In fact, your word even says you love justice. So I was praying about recompense, and the Lord spoke to me in the middle of that prayer, and he said, you know, Susan... He said, recompense goes both ways. It goes for all the uh, bad things that have been done to my people, but it also goes back 
to the people that have done the bad things. I thought, yes, Lord. I thought, yes, Lord. Let recompense come. Amen. And recompense means to receive payback for uh, all the wrongs that were done. Wrongs either way. Wrongs done to you as a child of God and the person that did the wrong to you. And I'm like, yes, Lord, let recompense come. Um, and then I had a vision about our nation because I was specifically praying for our nation at the time. And in the vision, I had this vision on December the 20th, 2020. And in this vision, I saw a huge snake like a cobra come up. And it was a cobra. It was like a cobra in its big wingspan. And that's what I called it was a wingspan. But my husband told me later on that it was a hood. Its hood was huge. And it was open to its fullness. And then the fangs were literally dripping with venom and uh, as it was positioned to fully strike a uh, to strike the United States uh, I saw a huge gleaming sword come out of heaven golden gleaming sword come out of the heavens and cut the snake's head right off amen and when it cut the snake's head off the snake uh, immediately crumbled and hit the ground with a loud thud and the thud was so loud that the reverberation of it was heard throughout the entire world because when I first saw it was I saw it hit the nation but then I saw the reverberation just go out and I saw the ripple effect of the the snake falling um, the shadows of darkness that had been cast by the serpent was immediately destroyed and the light and the glory bouncing off the sword began to shine and all of a sudden the, the sword turned just a certain way where I could see and written on the side of the, of the sword was the word justice. Hallelujah. And I had recently had a dream where I saw the United States of America and I saw a fiery branding iron come out of the heavens and the word justice was branded, was literally hit upon our nation. And when it hit our nation, it literally burned. Like, uh, remember when you were a kid and you saw Bonanza and they said that thing, they saw the branding iron and Bonanza began to literally set the fire to the map? Well, that is what I saw in this vision uh, dream was the word justice come down in the form of a branding iron. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost came down in a branding iron and it branded the United States. I'm telling you, men and women of God, God is going to bring justice because he's a God of justice. He's the Lord who loves justice. His, thro his throne sits on a foundation of righteousness and justice, and God will bring justice to his people, and he will bring justice to you. Now, as I was praying about uh, what to prophesy over you guys, this is what the Lord said. The Lord says, justice is yours, justice and recompense for every loss and destruction. The Lord says, sevenfold recompense for his people and swift deliverance. I break off every limitation and uh, shackle that has held you in bondage and fear is broken off of you. I'm telling you the devil has come with fear like he's never come before but I'm telling you there's going to be such an anointing to destroy the yoke and bondage of fear that the enemy has tried to put on the people of God and we're going to break through and I, I'm telling you right now men and women of God there's going to be such an anointing on your life to destroy destroy and break the yoke of that spirit of fear. Amen. And also the Lord said to tell you, parents um, that uh, who have been 
dishonored. I heard the Lord say this. There are parents out there and you have been dishonored. And I heard the Lord say by children, by rebellious children, by children who you raised in the house of God. And they have run from God and they've run from the things that you've taught them and the ways that you've trained them. And the Lord said they've dishonored you by their actions. The Lord says to tell you, I have heard the cries concerning these disrespectful and rebellious ones. And not only am I going to capture their hearts, I will use, oh, I will use these children to bring you not just honor, but double honor, says the Lord. These children will stand therefore and before my holy congregation, and they will bless my name, and this in turn will bless you. Hallelujah. I've heard the prayers for them. And I will answer swiftly, says the Lord, for they have been born into the kingdom for such a time as this. These children are going to be the movers and the shakers. These children are going to be the forerunners. And they're going to be the ones when their hearts become awakened by the spirit of the living God. They're going to be the ones that are going to be out there. And they're going to be some of the biggest soul winners that the world has ever seen. So mama and daddy, dry your tears. Be encouraged for these children who have disrespected you and have literally spit in your face and shamed and brought shame upon you, the Lord says, <laughs> hallelujah, he who sits in the heavenlies is going to laugh at that, amen. But I'm telling you, you're going to laugh with great tears of joy and jubilation at what these children, these children, your children, your inheritance are going to do for the kingdom of God, amen. I also heard the Lord say there is going to be much more exposure of the evil in the first four or few months of the year, not only in government houses, but in my house, declares the Lord. For I've given my people a time and a space, a space to repent, but some have refused to fall on the rock and be broken. And therefore, says the Lord, the rock is going to fall upon them and they're going to be crushed to a fine powder. You know, the Lord loves mercy and he loves justice, but he also wants people to do what is right. And God has given his people time, and the shaking has started in the house of the Lord. I can tell you when all the shaking truly began, uh, you know, it might make some of you afraid, but the Lord spoke to me and he said, Susan, you don't need to fear the shaking because all the shaking will do is it will, it will shake away everything that does not need to be in your life. And the cream is going to rise to the top when the shaking's going on. Hallelujah. And so I just want to encourage you with that as well. And then the Lord spoke this to me. And he wanted me to, to leave you with this last word of encouragement. He said, tell my people, now is not the time to let up, back up, give up, or shut up. Amen. Keep pressing. Breakthrough is here. And then I found this sign as I was going through my stuff because we're in the process of remodeling and we had to do some box up all our stuff. I found this sign that I bought last year and it says here, it says the best is yet to come. And that's the word for this new year. The best is yet to come. Men and women of God, you're going to see the best days of your life in the years in the years ahead, in the days, in the months, in the years ahead. And I'm saying years ahead. You're going to see the best 
days of your life. The devil thought he was going to take us out. The devil thought he was going to shut us up. The devil thought he was going to shut us down. But I'm telling you, we are coming back and rising up like gangbusters. And I'm telling you, there's an awakening coming across this land and across this world, across this nation, in our personal lives, in the lives of our children and our children's children. And I'm telling you, we're going to see the best is yet to come. And there's going to be so much rejoicing, so much rejoicing. I just encourage you men and women of God that you know today that God is for you and not against you. He is on your side. That literally there's going to be so much joy. You're just going to laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh at the goodness that God is going to show you in your life. I speak and I plead and apply by faith the blood of Jesus over each one of you. I thank you, Father God, that you'll do every word that is spoken from your spirit, Father God, in the lives of these, your people. I pray and decree and declare that the best days and the best years are yet to come for these, your precious men and women of God. I thank you, Father God, that we're going to see those promises that have long been given to us, Father God. And I even hear the Lord saying now, the prayers that you pray that you don't even pray anymore. Hallelujah are going to see a fulfillment of those prayers. You said, God, I used to pray about that all the time. I used to I used to bring that before your throne all the time. But Father, I haven't prayed that prayer in years. I'm telling you, you're going to see the fulfillment of it in this year. You're going to see the fulfillment of it in 2021. And in the years to come, you will see and experience breakthrough unlike you have ever experienced it. I bless you, men and women, men and women of God, because I can bless you by none greater. I bless you in the name of the of the Lord Jesus Christ, the God that I serve. And I say, the best is yet to come. The best days are before us. Be encouraged, men and women of God. I just can't wait to see what Jesus is going to do. It's so exciting. Bye. Y'all have a wonderful new year. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. Lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom, peace, nothing missing and nothing broken. Amen. Y'all have a beautiful, beautiful new year. Hey, it's pastors Justin and Rochelle Oneacre from Freedom House in Tomball, Texas. We're so excited to be joining with y'all tonight. Yeah. Thank you so much, Pastor John, for gathering us together. Well, Pastor Rochelle has a word that has been stirring in her spirit. Yeah. She's going to release and I'm going to come and pray and declare some things with us at the end. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read Psalms 78, 9 through 10. And I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. And it says, take, for example, the sons of Ephraim. Though they were all equipped warriors, each with weapons, when the battle began, they retreated and ran away in fear. They didn't really believe the promises of God. They refused to trust him and move forward in faith. They didn't really believe the promises of God. They refused to trust him and move forward in faith. You can be the best equipped warrior with all of the proper weapons, but if you don't trust Jesus, forward will not be in your future. We get to choose who wears the crowns as king in our life. We can choose to let the year 2020 and the gloom and doom of it all and all of the things wear the crown. We can let what other people say, what other people do. They can wear the crown. We can, like the sons of Ephraim, we can let fear wear the crown in our life. But if you are wanting to move forward, you better make sure the only place you put your crown 
crown is on the one who is your life and he is the only place where you can put your full full trust and faith and hope and it's in King Jesus he is in charge he don't cast your crown at the feet of anything and everyone else let me tell you this Jesus is still on the throne Jesus hasn't taken a break Jesus hasn't been quarantined Jesus is still on the throne he doesn't take a hot minute break don't cast your crown at the feet of everything and anyone else my question to you is who is wearing the crown in your life is it you? Is it what you think? Come on. Is that what's wearing the crown? Is what you feel? Is that what's wearing the crown reigning supreme in your life? Is your feelings, my gosh, reigning supreme in your life? Is fear wearing the crown and reigning supreme? Listen, just like the sons of Ephraim, they didn't really believe the promises of God and they refused to trust him and move forward in faith. Someone needs to make up their mind now before before we step into this next season that I am moving forward in faith. Faith. I am moving yes. forward in faith. Go ahead and declare that right now. I am I moving am forward, forward in faith. faith. I am moving forward and trusting him regardless of how I feel, regardless of how things may look. I am moving forward. Oh, regardless of how I feel, I will put my trust in Jesus. Yes. I will put my hope in King Jesus. Trusting God for that miracle. I haven't seen it yet, but I thank God at the right time. He is still working. He is still moving. Oh. I can put my trust in him trusting God still for that prodigal to come home trusting God that I'm going to continue to rend the heavens I'm going to continue to rend the heavens and fill up the bowls in heaven believing God that they will one day call on Jesus and make him the king of their life trusting him for that breakthrough that the enemy wants to wear you down with discouragement and hopelessness going that I will choose to trust Jesus regardless I will put on my garment of praise and then in fact, I will allow joy to be my strength. Just like the sons of Ephraim, though, they were equipped, the scripture says, until the battle came. And then they retreated in fear. Don't let that spirit of fear hold you back from moving no. forward in this next year. Fear will not just cause you to sit. It will jolt you back and retreat mm. even further. You want to move forward? Then pick up your shield of yes. faith. Pick up your f- shield of faith and that will keep you from retreating. So when the lies come, you can go, nah, boo. I've got my shield up. I've got my That's shield right. up. That's when right. you refuse to trust him, the only thing moving are lies. And as the blood-bought saints of Jesus Christ, we better learn to take captive of the lies of the enemy so that we can move forward do not let the lies and the schemes of the enemy trip us up from going into this next season making jesus the reigning king in our life to the degree and i want to make sure you get this to the degree we put our trust and faith in jesus is to the degree that we will move forward in this next season i'm going to say that again to the degree that we put our trust and faith in jesus is to the degree that we will move forward in this next season do not let the enemy keep you stuck here in the now in the fear tactics and in the lies pick up your shield of faith and move forward in jesus name put your trust and your faith in jesus alone and let him be the one who wears the crown and reigning supreme in your life amen come on that's so good yeah let's pray and press into that word just for a few minutes 
Oh, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, that you haven't called us to walk in fear, but you called us to walk in boldness. You called us to walk in authority. Oh, Father, I thank you that you called us to advance and move forward in Jesus' name. Oh, we're not retreating in this next year. We're not hiding in fear in this next year. In fact, we bind and break every spirit of fear, every hindrance, every stumbling block. We cut every cord of the enemy that is trying to keep your people held back and captive. And we advance in the name of Jesus. We go forward in Jesus' name. We're following you, God. We're following you, God. Where you go, we go. Where you go, we go. What you say, we say in this next season. And we say we are going forward as the army of the living God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Blessings. Come on in. Come on in. I am excited to see so many people. They're actually joining right now live. I appreciate each and every one of you that is coming on to hear what God is saying for this new year and for this new time and this new season that we are in. So thank you so much for coming in. I see many of you are jumping on. Thank you so much. Well, I am Dr. Hakeem Collins, and I am excited about what the Lord has really given me um, in this particular season for the next year, the year that we're entering into. And so I want to just be very brief, and I want to just read something to you that God has put in my heart. Yes, I see some of you coming in. Thank you so much. God bless you. Amen. And so I want to read from Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 through 14. And again, this is my scripture that God gave me concerning the new year. And I want to just bless you with this particular scripture and just kind of elaborate just a little bit to give a prophetic word that I believe that is going to encourage you and help you and really notice what the enemy is up to in this new coming year. All right. So in Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 to 14 in the English Standard Version it reads brothers I do not consider that I have made it on my own but at, but one thing I do forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let me read that again. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it on my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And this is particularly about Paul speaking to the Philippian believers, the Philippians. And he's basically saying that he got to this particular place, not on his own merit and on his own strength, but it was through the grace of God. It was through uh, the, uh, the power of God that enabled him to press forward. And this particular text is not just speaking concerning salvation, but it's also speaking a prophetic message that I believe that the Lord is giving us a prophetic promise concerning even out of the scripture. When you remember when you first gave your life to the Lord and it was one of the greatest times of your life, you felt loved, you felt redeemed, you know, all of the sins or whatever you have committed prior to salvation, it was null and void and, and God has washed that away and, and even God himself forget those things. 
and he throws him in the sea of forgetfulness. And so in this passage of scripture, I want to just raise a prophetic point. And that Paul was basically saying that he had to do what? He had to forget those things which was behind him. In other words, he had to forget those things of the past. He had to begin to focus and really put his gaze on what is before him and to press forward and to move forward. And I believe that this is a season prophetically that the Lord is saying that we must not saying that we we have memory loss, but we are to forget those things that are behind us. What happened this last year? What happened the last few months or even the last few hours? God has given us a big, a divine focus to move forward. And Paul was really reminding his the believers and, and letting them know to encourage them and to admonish them that where he is was by the grace of God. And if God brought you this far, even on this day, then how much more that God will put you and, and catapult you and thrust you forward. I believe that this is a season that God is allowing us not to be distracted by what happened in the past. And I know this year have been so much going on as far as the coronavirus, the pandemic, the economic uncertainty, the civil unrest, the even the political climate. There's been so much that's been going on and we've been to a place like we thank God and we're just praying and hoping that this year has already is over right but i believe that this is a season that even while things have been happening in in the midst of us this is one of the greatest seasons that i believe of awakening and breaking forward i believe that this is also the year of the ox the ox anointing the laboring anointing that what you have been plowing in what you have been working in what you have been uh, causing your hands to teal in and you're cultivating the ground and you You've been planting seeds and you've been doing so much in this pandemic hit. God is going to give you a divine harvest. He's going to bless you in this season. But you must keep your gaze forward. You must keep your eyes forward. And so he says, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. There is a calling on your life. There's a destiny. There's a purpose. There's a promise that God has given you. And so it is not for you to look behind you, to look backwards, to look in the rearview mirror of life. And of course, you need these these areas and these accountabilities in your life to check the, the blind spots or whatever. But however, who drives backwards. No, God is calling us to drive forward. This is a season of momentum. This is a season of uh, of God is moving us forward to what he has called us to do and to finish that race, to finish our course, to press on. And one of the things in that passage of scripture, which stood out to me is straining. Paul says, and straining forward to what lies ahead. And so it's reminding of, you know, when you were in a, uh, I used to lift weights and I used to be very athletic and I used to be in the weight room and I would just try to push out that last little, you know, rep on the bar or the dumbbell or try to get that last one out. And I'd be straining after I've done so many reps um, prior. And so, and sometimes you just that last little strain and getting it pushed off will give you the momentum and the strength that's needed. And I've come to declare to you that this is the season prophetically that you're going to finish the race. There is a finisher anointing that's coming upon those who are on this line to finish 
strong to finish your course and 2021 will be a year of your momentum, a year of divine turnaround, a year of finishing, a year of pushing forward. You're going to press forward and you're going to fulfill the call of God on your life. God bless you. Well, thank you, Pastor John, for this privilege to join with you and other uh, men and women of the kingdom in welcoming the new year of 2021. Just sounds strange even saying it. Uh, what a great time to be alive, uh, even in the midst of what we would call some adverse circumstances uh, that we've experienced as a world as well as as a nation. Uh, but the world and the nation are not the answer. Uh, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the ecclesia, the living body of Christ is the answer uh, that the world is looking for. And we have the solutions of the kingdom to bring to this earth to begin to turn things around into a great awakening. Uh, last time harvest of souls. Uh, I'd like to share a few scriptures with you uh, quickly. I know our time is limited with this. Uh, the first one is out of Philippians chapter 3, and this one will probably be worn out during this broadcast uh, because it deals so specifically with what your mandate was, is to deal with the, uh, the focus of the word forward. And we find in Philippians chapter 3, I'm just going to read it in the New King James to start with, verse 13. Uh, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. What a, what a bold statement the apostle makes there. One thing I do, I've got to focus in one direction, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So there we get the, the basis of what the Lord has given you, uh, Pastor John, is a word uh, for this new year. And certainly, we, I believe we got a little stale uh, in some spiritual things in 2020 because of the outward circumstances uh, we were dealing with in our society. Uh, I believe we kind of felt like we were walking through knee-deep mud, and it was hard to run. But uh, I want to let you know, I believe this is the year, 21, uh, that we're going to begin to accelerate uh, in this kingdom race to such a degree that we're going to make an impact in our society uh, like has never been seen before on the face of this planet. Uh, I'd like to read this to you also out of the uh, message translation. It says, so let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us. I sure hope you want everything God has for you. Those of you that are listening today uh, through the media networks that this is, this is being broadcast on, uh, you need to really get focused in on God uh, this year like never before. Uh, if any of you has something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. What a statement by the old apostle. Uh, then it goes on to say, stick with me, friends. Keep track of those you see running this same course, heading for this same goal. There are many out there taking other paths, choosing other goals, and trying to get you to go along with them. And, and I'm not going to read any more of that particular part of this verse for the sake of time, but I'm, it, who you run with right now is very important. Uh, who you associate with on a consistent basis, basis is vital 
uh, for you moving forward in the, in the focus of the kingdom like the Lord has for you. Uh, let me go on to read just a little bit more here. Uh, there's far more to life for us. We're citizens of high heaven. Who I just, I love the way the message puts that. We're citizens of high heaven. You know, we're in this earth, but we're not of it. Uh, we're just nomads here for a short, short period of time. And I want to encourage you, don't let the focus of the outward circumstances distract you to the point that you forget to enjoy the journey. Uh, Paul is saying here to us, even though things are tough at times, and boy, he really dealt with some tough situations, we're on the winning side. We're on the right side of the line. Uh, there's far more to life for us. We're citizens of high heaven. Wow, we're kingdom people. We're waiting the arrival of the Messiah, the Master Jesus Christ, who will transform our earthly bodies into glorious bodies like his own. Wow, what a statement that he makes there. We're, we're in the process now of being transformed, but then we will know him as he is in all of his splendor and all of his glory. And we're moving toward that time frame, folks. I just want to let you know, we're closer than we've ever been before, needless to say, because we're further into the prophetic time clock. But what I also want you to understand is that God has entrusted the last day's moment to us. He is, he's literally looking at us and he's asking like Mordecai did with Esther. Uh, who knows, but for such a time as this, you've been placed in the kingdom. And this is our moment to, to step forward boldly like Esther did and begin to stand in the gap for not only the church, but stand in the gap for, for people that don't know the Lord and, and people that are lost and undone and just flying all to pieces. This is our moment in time to exemplify the kingdom we're really a part of and where we're from. I'd like to read you another scripture. It's out of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, dealing with this word forward. And, and why we can live in a forward pattern uh, be, because of what Christ has done for us. Uh, we find in uh, Isaiah 9, 6, and since we've just come out of the Christmas season, uh, this scripture really fits well at this moment. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. That's the kingdom we represent. That's the kingdom we should be focused on. Not all this temporary stuff, not, not the Democrats and the Republicans, not the United States government, not the COVID virus, not what's going on in the world from the standpoint of natural things and circumstances, but the focus of the kingdom and what, what that represents in our life. You know, Jesus said in Luke's gospel, chapter 17 and 20 and 21, he said, you're looking for the kingdom here and you're looking for the kingdom there. I come to tell you, the kingdom of God is in you. That Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's our focus. That should be the, the prophetic balance of our life to keep us from getting drawn and sucked into the depression of the atmosphere of society to where we begin to operate from a kingdom that depression does not exist in and begin to release with a prophetic declaration and a prophetic voice that not only is the king here, his kingdom is here. So I, I want to encourage you. You know, I'm running out of time and I've got some more I'd like to share. I do want to read that scripture to you uh, out of Isaiah. 
uh, from the message translation because it's just so cool uh, the way that the author uh, translates it there. And just give me just a second here. Uh, I'm not the most uh, technically uh, adept, uh, but I'm going to find where that is. Here it is. For a child has been born for us, the gift of a son for us. He'll take over the running of the world. Woo, and boy, Ephesians really does bring that out too. His names will be amazing counselor, strong God, eternal father, prince of wholeness. His ruling authority will grow and there will be no limits to the wholeness that he brings. Oh, so much more I want to share, but I want to begin to pull back just a little bit so I can wrap this up and encapsulate this. The Lord shared with me a few weeks ago something I've heard, something I've probably even said in the pulpit, but it dropped in my spirit so strong, it was like I had never even heard it up to that point in time. He said that we're entering into, when we entered into 2020, we didn't enter into just a year for 20 to be something for us. We entered into a new decade. And he said it like this to me. He said, it will be a decade of deliverance. It dropped in my spirit so strong. And, and we're going to begin to see uh, where, where COVID and all the, the political upheaval that we just went through in 2020, uh, where it really revealed, what it revealed was the state of the church. It revealed the state of our society emotionally. And what we're going to begin to see as we take our place, as we begin to see that, that the hands of the nation have been turned into the, uh, the, the, the reins of the nation have been put into the hands of the church. As we begin to see the church begin to take her place like she's supposed to and begin to walk as a, as a warrior bride in the earth for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, we're going to see unhealthy, soulish anchors severed. That things that have held people back are going to be cut off from them. That there's going to be a, a harvest of the nations, the nation, it's not just our nation on his shoulders, it's the nations of the world. And we're a part of this moment, guys. This is our chance, this is our moment, this is our time to be the Esther in society that is sent for such a time as this. You're not disqualified, you're not too old, it's not too late, you, you've not, uh, walked out of the will of God so long that you can't make a moment's turn right now and step right back into the purposes of God for your life and see those purposes fulfilled before you're, you exit this phase of your life. We're part of an eternal kingdom. This, this eternal kingdom, in fact, I wrote something last night as my pastor was sharing at a special service we had. The, the God's government or God's kingdom is eternal in its essence and its outcome. We're not part of a temporary society. We're part of an eternal kingdom that's part of its essence. And because it's part of its essence, we're moving in a future of an outcome that the kingdom is going to reproduce through us as we yield and respond to the spirit, stay hungry for him and pursue him with all our hearts. Look, guys, I could keep going on for another hour. Oh, there's so much I want to share dealing with vision and focus and keeping your eyes set on the goal, like Paul said. But you know what? I believe you get it. And you're going to get it from other men and women of God today. That's going to help steer us into a what I believe is the great awakening. We're stepping into it in 2021. I love you. I bless you. I speak purpose, destiny, 
kingdom assignment and, and the eternal mandate of our Father be unfurled before you and begin to encompass you and mantle on you as never before as we step into 2021 with the purposes of the kingdom. Blessings to you. Love you. Let's do this for our Lord and Savior. God bless you, Pastor Shawnee Davis here. I'm so glad to be a part of this great conference. My friend, Pastor John Ortiz, uh, is an awesome man of God who is doing an awesome work in the kingdom of God right there, amen, in the Port Neches area. And I just thank God for what he, uh, for, for what God is putting on his heart to do. And I'm just humbled uh, to share this word of the Lord. Uh, Genesis 35, verse number 16 through 20 declares, and they journeyed from Bethel and there was but a little way to come to Ephrath and Rachel travailed as she had hard labor. And it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said unto her, fear not, thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass as her soul was in departing, for she died, that she called his name Benoni or Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. And Rachel died and was buried in the way to Ephrath, which is Bethlehem. Very quickly, uh, in this text, we discover that God's man is moving from Bethel, which means the house of God, to Bethlehem, which is the house of bread. Uh, it speaks of moving from the house of God into manifestation. I'm going from revelation into manifestation. I don't have time to really build upon that. But in, in between revelation and manifestation, in the middle is hard to veil. Hard to veil here simply speaks of that this woman's body was being pushed to the brink. And what was in her, amen, was life. But as you were pushing life out, death was happening in her body. At the moment that she was feeling this death, she began to label the baby after what she was presently experiencing in her body. She was experiencing sorrow, so she began to call him Benoni, which means son of my sorrow. In this moment, this baby had the potential to be stained and painted and tainted with this label. The Hebrew mind understood that whatever you called a child would follow him throughout his life. So if his name was Benoni, he will all be called son of his sorrow, always reminded of the pain and the grief of his mother's birth, of his mother's death and his birth. But in that split second, as he suspended between Benoni his father, who was named Jacob, who God just told him in verse 10, your name shall be Israel, which means to be a ruler with God and man. He says, because of the prophetic destiny upon my life, I can't let this name stand. And he changed his name to Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. Notice this baby is suspended between son of my sorrow and son of my right hand or son of my fortune or son of my success. Basically, this baby has the potential to be either one, but it depends on which one is the strongest and which one, watch this, declares the word over him and keeps declaring that word over him. And I want to tell you today that we have come out of 2020. We've seen death hit this earth. 3,000 people a day are dying. It is synonymous or, or equal to a 9-11 happening every day. And we are seeing death all around us. And in the middle of this death, we are tempted to agree with what's going on around us. 
But if we are true, if we are children of Abraham, children of faith. We declare right now that this situation is not Benoni, son of my sorrow. It is Benjamin. It is the son of power. It is the son of my right hand. It is the son of my good fortune. It is the son of my success. If you can speak into the darkness light, you can see God move in supernatural ways. Be careful about agreeing with the depression of the moment. Be careful with agreeing how things look in the moment. Because the Bible says that at the, he said that the latter house shall be glad shall be greater than the former house. And what God's going to do in the latter day glory is going to be better than what he did in the former day. So can I tell you right now that can you can you take the time and bless your year? Can you take the time and call this year Benjamin, son of my right hand, son of my success, son of my power? And as you declare this, the Bible said, let the weak say that I'm strong. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And he that loveth shall eat the fruit thereof. Let your faith loose and start declaring I lost some things and I lost some family, but I declare in the name of Jesus that what this year is bringing to pass shall be greater. Benjamin later on becomes a great nation, becomes a becomes a nation that, that, that birthed out warriors, hallelujah, and kings. So can I tell you that your next season will birth out greatness, but you cannot get caught with the pain of the present. You must push forward and begin to declare God's will. What's God's will? Success prosperity and good fortune. And Father, I declare right now in the name of Jesus that your people must declare with power, hallelujah, that their life is getting better, that peace is their portion, that life, not, not just bio's life, but Zoe life, is their portion, and we speak now that the healing is if healing is in bodies, peace is in minds, amen. Unity is in households. The power of God is resting upon them, and burdens are being removed, and yokes are being destroyed by the power of God. We declare that as 2020 is passing away, we don't call this year sorrow. We call this year blessed. We call it we call it the son of power. We call it good fortune. We call it prosperity and greatness shall follow us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Greetings from Warren Hunter, Sword Ministries International. I want to bring a short, just encouraging word. What I want to speak to you today, today is I'm going to start off in John, which is a very powerful verse. This is John chapter 18. And um, Jesus here is speaking to Pontius Pilate, and he says this statement in John 18, verse 37. Therefore Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say correctly that I am a king. For this I, I have been born, and for this I have come into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. This is a very powerful statement. It says, Everyone who is of the truth Years, my voice. I did an entire series a little while ago called God Years Himself. Some would say, well, what does that mean? Basically, we're talking about spirit-to-spirit -spirit communication. It's very important to understand that the Spirit of God communicates with spirit. Spirit talks to spirit. Let me give you a good example of this in a simple way. But when we're talking about hearing God or making what we call a spiritual connection with God, one of the big things that comes into place is what I call noise. Noise is like imagine two people trying to communicate each other. 
and their one is far away across the road, and he's trying to call, call, and he's saying stuff, but cars are running down the road, and the guy is trying to talk to you from a distance. Well, you tell him, come here, come closer, come closer, because the noise of the cars, he's trying to talk to you across the street, is blocking you from hearing what he's got to say. So what we have to do is remove the noise. A lot of times, noise comes into our soul, our own will, our mind, our emotions, things that cloud us from hearing clearly what God's trying to say. One of the biggest things to hear in the voice of God real clear is to work on purifying the soul, eliminating the noise, uh, the clutter, everything from worry, anxiety, confusion, um, all kinds of things like that block you hearing clearly a voice. But you want the person to come across the road, and what you're looking for is to have what we call a face-to-face experience, an intimate experience. Look what God says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He says this, verse 10. He says, for to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. Now, what he's doing before that, he said, uh, he's talking about things eye has not seen nor ear has heard, that the heart of God is prepared for those who love him. So here's a prepared heart. God wants to reveal things. The Spirit communicates to the Spirit. And in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 10, he says, To us, God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. I want you to see that in 1 Corinthians 2.10. What is the Spirit searching? It didn't say that it's searching the depths of your emotional makeup, your soul, your will, your mind, all that is about you. No, the Spirit is searching the deep things of God. It's like God is working for who, for who, among men knows the thoughts of man except the spirit of man which is in him. So we're talking about you connected with you. Even so, the thoughts of God, no one knows. The thoughts of God, no one knows except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit is from God. So we may know the things freely given to us by God. Look, look what we see. We have received the spirit of God. So we can know the things freely given to us by God. When God makes a statement like, I've blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies, what does that really mean? Can we grasp that with our mind, our soul? Can we grasp it with the flesh? Not necessarily, but the first place we grasp it and are able to comprehend that is by the Spirit. The Spirit searches the deep things of God. The Spirit knows God. And what we want to do is we want to eliminate the noise in between. A lot of times I tell people, if the voice of the flesh or the voice of the soul speaks louder than your spirit, well, you're going to have a check. Something's not right. But if the voice of the spirit speaks louder than the voice of the soul or the flesh, we have peace. So what we're looking for is I want to encourage you as you enter into this next year, look for what I call a spirit-to-spirit communication. Find a way to thank God for the blood of Jesus that purges your conscience from all dead works. Find a way to receive clear communication from God. Sometimes you've got to be still and know that I'm God. When we make the statement, be still and know that I'm God, what I'm really trying to say is I'm communicating to my soul. And I'm trying to tell my soul, hey soul, be quiet. The spirit is trying to talk to the spirit. Hey soul, let's eliminate the noise. No, I want a face-to-face communication. I want spirit-to-spirit communication. I want to hear God's voice clearly because as soon as you realize or not, the greatest thing you're ever going to value in life is hearing the voice of God. The greatest thing you'll ever value in life is hearing the voice of God. If I was you, I would find a way to eliminate the noise. Eliminate the noise. Don't be anxious for nothing. Cast your cares upon the Lord. 
Amen. These are one of the ways that you eliminate the noise. Stay walking in love. What is love? Love is God. Understand that God wants to talk to God. And what we want is we want our ears to hear. That's why Jesus makes the statement to, when, when Jesus made the statement, those who are of the truth hear God's voice. So we want to build up the truth. We want to meditate on the word. We want to meditate on the word and learn to walk in the spirit. When we do those things, we keep ourselves sharp to hear in the voice of God. It's like love walking with someone walking in love. God, amen, wanting to talk to God. And what we want is all the noises eliminated. So I want to encourage you. Encourage you to go deeper in your intimacy, deeper in your love, deeper in your communication. Learn to speak the truth in love. Learn to talk God's language. I promise you, he loves to hear his word coming out of your mouth. God loves to hear you talk spiritual language. He loves to hear it when you begin to pray in other tongues and worship God in spirit and truth. Because God loves those. He loves us. Who is God seeking? What is God looking for in John when he talks to the woman at the well? He says, those who worship God in spirit and in truth. God's looking for you to come to him in the spirit. And the best way to do that is to learn to walk in the spirit, learn to stay in the spirit, learn to cultivate environment, a spiritual environment, and learning to tune out all other voices so you can have a clear what I call spirit-to-spirit communication. And I just want to bless you with that. And I pray that, that, that God will show you clearly how God wants to really communicate with Christ in you, with the Spirit of God in you. So I like to call it God, the Spirit of God, wants to communicate with the Spirit of God inside you. So I like to call it Spirit-to-Spirit communication. And I pray that you tap into that and that blesses you today and that will prepare you for what's to come, to learn to walk in the Spirit, stay in the Spirit, live in the Spirit, and you will hear God's voice, and that will become so powerful you to guide and lead you into all truth. And God will show you where to go, what to do, and put you on the right path. And you will hear his voice like David. He said, oh, you'll hear the wind behind the trees. When you hear the wind behind the trees, you will know what to do. What was he doing? Was He was listening for the sound of the wind of the Spirit. Just like Elijah. And Elisha, when Elijah wrapped himself in the mantle, it's like he wrapped himself in the mantle. When he wrapped himself in the mantle, it was like wrapping himself in the anointing. And when he did that, the clear voice of God came to him. So I want to encourage you, remove every cloud, remove every noise, and pray that God gives you a clear spirit-to-spirit communication. Well, bless you. This is Warren Hunter, Sword Ministries. Love you. I pray you have a great new year. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm Prophet John Ville, so pleased to be a part of this New Year's Eve service with my great friend, Pastor John Ortiz, and these awesome men and women of God delivering the word tonight. Amen. I just want to give you just, I have just a little bit of time. I want to give you a word that God gave me in November concerning 2021. I was about to preach for my great friends, the Coles in Tampa, Florida, and I was asking the Lord, what do I talk about? What should I say to them? And all of a sudden, I went into a vision. I saw a great dam holding a great amount of water back, but the water was turbulent. I saw thunder and lightning. I mean, I heard thunder and I saw lightning, and it was just going all over the place. But all of a sudden, streams of water started to penetrate the bricks of the dam. They started to come through. And after a while, the dam burst, and the water just exploded, just went to the other side. Now, on the other side, it was a dry valley, but the water came and, 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 and filled this valley to the point the whole valley was filled with water and it's very 
tranquil and calm. There was a calmness that came over the valley. Amen. So what this represented was the water that was real turbulent and, and doing all this crazy stuff. It was the blessings of the Lord for his people being held back. Now the dam represented COVID-19 and all the crazy stuff that happened in 2020, but that was broken through. I, and I heard in my spirit, he's, the Lord told me this is the, the, the season or the year of the Lord's release. Hallelujah. And he also said that the whole back was over. Glory to God. I'm talking to somebody right now that where things were held up in 2020, they're going to be loosed again. Come on, y'all better get that. The things and the promises, the decrees that you spoke over 2020 are going to be released again in 2021. Now, I also heard this is a year of recovery. Now, understand something about recovery. The definition of recovery is the action or process of regaining possession or control of something stolen or lost. Now, I'm here to tell somebody you're going to recover what the enemy stole from you. And I even speak this. Hallelujah. Even if the enemy keeps what he stole, God is going to bless you with new things. So you don't want what the enemy stole anyway because he's had his hands all on it and messed it all up. I believe God is going to do some new things and give you some new things in in this season. Hallelujah. So understand as we approach, as we move forward into 2021, hallelujah, that starts tomorrow, glory to God, that demonic dams erected by demons in 2020 are being demolished. I'm talking about dams of sickness, dams of poverty, dams of depression, dams of divorce, dams of division, y'all better understand, are being destroyed. Hallelujah. This It has already started because I'm telling you, in the month of November, I felt a shift of the Holy Ghost. I felt a shift of the Lord happening all all over the world, hallelujah, and it's shifting for your better, y'all better get that, now somebody better understand, around this same time next year, things will be better for you, hallelujah, y'all better go, y'all better hear this, now I'm talking to those that embrace this word, that really believe it, hallelujah, and I tell you, demonic lions are going to be defeated, they are being defeated in this season, now the demonic lions, such as uh, as COVID-19, civil unrest, hallelujah, those are being literally subdued, because the demonic lions that roared against you, are being subdued right now. Hallelujah. Now, now understand these lions are being, they're led by the chief uh, lion, the counterfeit of the great lion of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah. And that's the devil because in first Peter five and eight, it says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil as a ruling lion, walking about seeking whom he may devour. Now he tried to devour you in 2020, but it did not happen. The Lord would not allow it. Hallelujah. Because he led the assault against you in 2020, but his reign is coming coming to an end. Y'all better get this. Now he'll try to come against you in 2021, but it won't last. Glory, glory to God. And the Lord gave me another word. He told me to tell you and to endure the first six months of 2021. There will be some hell that will happen. There'll be some stuff that will happen, but glory to God around this same time next year, November, December, watch what God will do. Now I'm going to tell you COVID-19 won't disappear, but it will be subdued because it is a demonic line. Hallelujah. It's a demonic line. This war has been lessened. How about Gia? I see speak right now, declare right now, the dam is at capacity and is about to explode by the master who explodes, the Lord of the breakthrough, bow perism, y'all better get that right now, but let me give you this, hallelujah, before I go, Psalm 58 and 6, it says, oh God, break the teeth in their mouths, tell the things of the young lions. Y'all better get that. I'm here to tell you that the things that came against you have been uh, uh, dethroned. Hallelujah. Their teeth have been knocked out where they can't bite you. They can yell, they can roar and all that, but they have no bite. Y'all better get that. Hallelujah. The thing, These are demonic lions that opposed you for years. They were lying in wait like sin crouching at the door waiting for you to open it. Hallelujah. Y'all better get this. It's like, like when 
uh, uh, Daniel went into the, lion, the uh, lion's den. Hallelujah. Their mouths were stopped and they could not eat Daniel. They could not do nothing to Daniel. But but in Daniel 6 and 16, the king said to Daniel, may your king, may your God whom ye serve continually deliver you. Now I'm here to tell y'all right now you're being delivered. There's anointing on this broadcast. There's anointing on this whole conference. Hallelujah. To get you delivered from demonic lions and cause the destruction of demonic dams that held up things in your life. I speak to everyone that's watching right now. Get excited about where you're going to. Hallelujah. Get excited about moving forward. Say goodbye to 2020 and get ready to walk into 2021. Hallelujah. Delivered and set free. Hallelujah. Demonic lions will roar, but they can't bite. Glory to God. Y'all better get that. Demonic lions will roar, but they can't bite. So I speak and declare that you're going to walk with a new confidence. Hallelujah. There's a shifting happening right now in the atmosphere. There's a shifting happening right now in your home. I want you to speak and declare and decree the word of the Lord. This is the year of my release. I want you to say that as you go into 2021. Lord, this is the year of my release. About this time next year, about this time this year in 2021, I'm going to walk in a new deliverance. I'm going to walk in a new freedom. I'm going to walk in a new liberty. And I speak and declare it will be yours. Job 22 and 28 says if you decree a thing, it will be established. So I speak establishment, release, and recovery into your life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. For even hearing what I had to say to you, I just speak the blessings of the Lord to overtake you in 2021. Get ready for that Lord, the Lord's release in this, in this season. I speak and declare it now in Jesus' name. God bless you. I love you. Providentville out. Well, I want to say hello to all of you in an awesome, happy, and blessed new year as we are heading into uh, 2021. And John, thank you so much for the invitation to be a part uh, of this gathering and to release a word of encouragement. Welcome to my hotel room. As you can tell, I am not at home. I am actually uh, on the road. I'm ministering in Las Vegas at the International Church of Las Vegas tonight and in meetings with them all day today for their New Year, bringing in the new year. And um, so here I am from my hotel room bringing you uh, this New Year's message. So I'm going to pray and then I'm going to dive in because I got a lot to say in five to seven minutes that will encourage each of you uh, that are online tonight for this New Year's Eve time and celebration. So Lord, I just thank you, Father God, for each person that is watching Holy Spirit, I thank you that you fill my words uh, with what you want to be shared tonight. Lord, I thank you for all who are watching, that they will feel your presence. Holy Spirit, that they will feel your glory. They will feel your peace. They will feel your love. And Lord, we give you all the glory and honor and praise for what you are doing in and through each of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to start by reading a scripture. Guys, I have been preaching this message, this scripture for many years now, uh, but I still feel like this is the season we're in and it continues to escalate. So I'm going to have this scripture be the foundation of what I'm briefly going to share with you. And it's Isaiah 60 and it's verses one through three. And it says, arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you for the darkness shall cover the earth and the deep darkness, the peoples and his glory shall 
And the Lord shall rise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you. The nation shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Some say translations say to the brightness and dawning of your new day. And so what am I talking about here? This is a season, guys. And I had this vision in 2019. Still feel like we're in this vision of what the Lord showed me. Because it was a, a vision that would go from 2019 to 2024. That we were going to be seeing. Especially at the church at large. Even across nations. But even especially within the United States. That we literally are in a season where we are going to see historic moves of exposure and we're going to see corruption and we're going to see a lot of shaking and a lot of chaos going on around us in the atmosphere. The Lord showed me this. He says there's going to be historic shakings. Uh, there's going to be chaos. There's going to be historic movements of things that I haven't been seen before. There's going to be historic movements of exposure. The corrupt things will be brought to the light. And so, wow, you know, when we talk about this word, but this is where it's encouraging to us. Because in the midst of that word, the Lord said, while, while this is unfolding in the world around you, there is a holiness movement, a glory movement that I am releasing within my church, within my ecclesia, those who are hungering and thirsting after me and after righteousness. That even though we see this darkness going on and we feel like it's increasing, but that the glory of the Lord will rise upon you and it will be seen on you. So this is a season where I want to encourage each of you that are listening, that no matter what you see raging around in the world, enter into that place with him, that abiding, surrendered place with him. And there are glory encounters and fire encounters that are waiting for you in that intimate, private place with the Lord. I believe that we are in the greatest awakening of Christianity and a glory awakening of Christianity that the world has seen uh, in the history of the world. And we are alive at that time. But guys, what we're going to be seeing, there's going to be chaos. There's going to be warfare. There's going to be shakings that are going on. But friends, when we rise above the chaos of the world and we enter into his presence, the world looks different from the sight of his throne room and his position of victorious redemption. And we begin to get his sight where we rise up, not only filled with the fire and the glory and the presence of the Lord, but we rise up to stand firm. I'm going to read to you another scripture that you are familiar with. Ephesians 6, I'm going to start in 10. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most, most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life, union with Jesus. See, ooh, abiding in him, those glory encounters with him. Stand victorious 
with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Hear me, friends, that he is, this is a season to draw in close to him, to encounter him and his presence and in his glory and in his fire. And then we rise up that the glory will be seen on us as the ecclesia and we stand firm. Another word the Lord gave me is we stand firm and resonate. Resolute. So let me let me give you the definitions of resolute. It is determined, purposeful, resolved, decided, adamant, single-minded, firm, unwavering, unswerving, set, intent, insistent, steadfast, staunch, unflinching, unhesitating, unfaltering earnest. So we stay in that unfaltering, earnest place, single-minded with him. Jesus, I want more of you. And, and you know, guys, I know this sounds really um, interesting for me to say, but, you know, uh, not interesting, but maybe a little different with what I'm going to share. But my daughter and I, over the holidays, we watched the movie Harriet. And there's a part in that movie where they are telling her in order for her to rescue slaves right in the underground railroad her trip is now going to be prolonged or a longer distance of 600 miles and they were like this is impossible and this is what she said this is what Harriet Tubman said to all of those in the underground railroad to build faith she said, I have heard their groans and sighs and even their tears, and I would give every drop of blood in my veins to free them. I ain't giving up rescuing slaves because it's far. Many of you don't know slavery firsthand. You were born free. You've been free so long. You forgot what it's like. You've gotten comfortable and important. You've got beautiful homes, beautiful wives. But I remember. Guys, she was resolute. And I, John, I know I've gone over, but I'm going to finish this. She was resolute. She had had such beautiful encounters with the Lord of awakening to calling and destiny and who he was and whose she was and who she was called to be that in that glory awakened place of intimacy and destiny and calling, she stood firm and resolute and unwavering to be one of the most key historic um, leaders, influential leaders in the Underground Railroad movement. Guys, what I am telling you is where we have started. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Darkness covers the earth, and deep darkness the people, but the glory of the Lord, but the Lord will rise upon you, and the glory of the Lord will be seen upon you, and nations and kings will come to the brightness and dawning of your new day. So guys, this is a time of intimacy with Him, encountering Him 
in his glory, awakening that deep place of revival fire that we see a harvest of souls. People get saved, captives set free, that they were awakened to him and who he has called us to be, beautiful, glorious intimacy that will affect and impact many around us and the lost world. So Lord, right now, I just pray for the glory wave of your presence to flood over each person that is watching, that they will stand resolute in you. They will know whose they are and who they are in the glory awakened place you have brought them into. And Lord, we thank you for revival fires. We thank you, Father God, for deep surrender. We thank you for abiding. We thank you for resolute faith that we will rise up. The Lord will be seen on us and that, Lord, you will rise on us and that we will outshine the darkness and the chaos and the world and the schemes of the enemy. And we will see your glory realized in our lives. Lord, glory waves encounters now over each of them in Jesus' name. Amen. Talk to you later. Thank you, John. I know I went too long. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Thanks, Becca, and thank you so much for being a part of today's New Year's Eve special broadcast. I appreciate each one of our speakers for taking time to be a part of our uh, time together today. It means a lot to us. And uh, I just want to read a scripture right before we close out tonight from Psalm. Psalm 65 and 11. It says, You crown the year with goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. And that's my prayer for you today is that, you know, out of 2020, he still crowned the year with goodness, although we had some difficulty, but his goodness still follows us all the days of our life. And as we move into 2021, you need to know that God is with you. He is for you. He loves you. No matter the circumstance, no matter the problem, no matter the pain, he's with you. And we can move forward knowing that God is in control and that 2021 is going to be better than 2020. Can I get an amen on that? Again, thank you so much for being a part of our service tonight. If you'd like to connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can drop a comment below or email us at connect at tgp.church. If you'd also like to sow a seed tonight, you can do so by visiting our website, tgp.church forward slash give, or you can text the word give to 936-261-8142. If there was a specific ministry that ministered to you tonight and you'd like to sow a seed into their ministry, just contact me and I'll be more than happy to give you their information uh, today as well. Well, God bless you. I just speak the favor of God upon you. I speak the blessing of the Lord upon you. I say that you're going to be more fruitful in 2021 than you ever have been. I speak that this will be a year of divine manifestation over your life, over your family, over your business, over your ministry, over your church. Truly, the best is yet to come. Get your expectations up. Get your hope up. Jesus is King. Until next time, God bless you.